Greetings and welcome to Bible Learning Cup. I'm your host. You know, when I was in about sixth grade, I moved from one school district to another, and I got some of my lessons twice. Once I covered yesterday in the Johnny Appleseed narrative, where they would talk a little bit maybe about Johnny Appleseed being a nut with a pod on his head. But they did talk about the Bible he carried stopping a bullet. And the second one was an image kind of a class where they talked about, hey, they showed the image of the serpent on a pole and said, what do you guys think this is? How did you know, this come about? And everyone kind of raised their hand like, yeah, nobody really knew. Without thought, well, it's like it's a snake up there. And some of us said, when you go down to the drugstore, there's that thing on there and a the doctor's office has it. And now they couldn't say this was Moses holding up an image, but one one teacher said virtually nothing. Just it's just something like a, you look up there and and something about uh, Greek Orthodoxy or something, really something. And then the other teacher says, "Well, when you get older, you're going to see there's a religious thing." People looked at it, and it left everybody in the dark. Well. Over there, brass is used 126 times over there. In fact, the very first time in Genesis 4.22 talks about an artificer of brass, guys that can really work with this stuff. Anyway, Moses now Moses was a tough dude. This is a guy that killed a guy with his bare hands out in the desert. And just so you think it wasn't a one-time shot when he was walking around to uh, some women being abused over by some shepherds to get some water, he, he took care of biz. I'm not saying he took his staff and went over there, but the next thing in the verse is they're, they're, the women are, are able to get that water they wanted. So this was the real deal. And when you get to the actual brass serpent, uh, the Lord says, hey, Moses, get a brass serpent and make it put it on that pole. Now, how do you think a guy like this is, you think he was a sissy or made a little thing? No, I, I believe when it came out, he said, get me some brass. Or they got it instantly, and he made a brass serpent on a pole. And then you looked upon this thing, and the Lord ordained them to do that after you were bitten. Now, when you Google it, it's kind of changed a lot. Oh, it's changed a whole bunch. If you Google like these medical images now, it goes from Moses, which precedes uh, Greek mythology. They call it a rod of Asephius. And Rosephius, they say he's the son uh, son of Apollo. And then now they've got two snakes on there. Bible says one, some places have two. And the other one's a serpent that can take you to Hades, and one can take you to heaven. So you see, you, <laughs> anything in the Bible is, is, is open to interpretation by Google or research or just common knowledge. When you read the Bible and you apply that, there is only one. There's no interpretation. It was one serpent. And it was Moses made it, you held it up, and there was a faith component. So how about you? Have you ever given any thought to why is that serpent up there? Or in some places, there's two serpents. Sometimes, well, you can read that Bible. I've given you the, the verses already. And you can say, I think that's the rod of Asephius. That's, that's a Greek mythology. Or I believe the account that predates that by a thousand some years about Moses was told to put that serpent up there on a rod or a pole and uh, for them to look at after they committed their misdeeds. Well, anyway, this is just one of the things where when you read the Bible cover to cover and you go throughout life, all these things fall into play, whether it's one serpent or two. You may not remember all of it, but you're going to have a real good idea. And that brings us to images. There's a thing called image-based mind control out there. I know, hope I don't lose some losers on this. Sometimes I do. Uh, followers, rather. And there's a thing called trauma-based mind control, and then there's uh, chemical or pharmaceutical-based mind control. Now, that's easy. Pharmaceutical, you give a person a shot, you can elevate their mood up or down, make them aggressive. Uh, uh, You can even make them want to overly hydrate themselves. So when you see images, you may not believe that looking at certain images day after day after day can affect your mind. I'm here to tell you that 
to the best of my research, it does. Now, I know there's some hardcore conspiracy theorists out there, and I've actually watched them on YouTube. You know what? I believe there's a little truth in there about these images can really take over and get into your mind, you know. And then there's what, like advertising, where certain images portrayed a certain way in the advertising realm can get you to buy something, buy that soda pop, or, or maybe extend yourself on some payments. Uh, or maybe just maybe you don't really need to step out of your location and the way you're living now, but after being exposed to these images, maybe just a little trip down to the real estate agent, maybe just uh, a certain purchase that's, that's just out of your bounds. So as you look at this throughout history, uh, you can say to yourself, I believe in these images or I don't believe in these images. You might say, I believe in uh, trauma-based mind control and chemical-based or pharmaceutical-based, but not images. Now, the Bible does tell you not to put your put your eyes on those unclean things. Anyway, this is just a quick little thought starting out this morning. Lord be with you. God bless. Hello there, the Sponge Minds. This is Bible Learning Cup. I really enjoyed your talk on debt today. Boy, you talk about the sinister forces of debt. It's only used seven times in the Bible. The first time, just briefly, now David, the guy that killed Goliath, he took down a big obstacle. The first time the word debt is used, this guy named David, First uh, Samuel 22, 2, and everyone that was in distress, and everyone that was in debt, and everyone that was discontented. Now, the first, he went and got a bunch of guys in debt, turned them into some sedition, or anarchists, if you will, and took over the country, took over the king, Saul, ended up getting his daughter as, a, as his wife, his pretty little girl. So debt, man, it goes throughout Scripture. Jesus used it three times. Of course, one talks about forgiving the debt. Uh, and so thanks a lot for your stuff. Scriptural applications just pop off the page when I see your stuff in the morning. Peace to you, and thank you for the great work you're doing. Bye for now.